Greetings and welcome back to Black Girl Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of Misfits, Season 5, Episode 3, Plantis Magoria, written by Howard Overman, directed by William McGregor. I give this episode an 8.8 out of 10. We got some answers and a pretty deep storyline in regards to Abby's, you know, whole arc, what's going on with her memory loss. That's all rather summed up. And then we have a little lesser interesting, but somehow hilariously comedic whole thing with Greg. And yes, his name is Greg, not Gary. Why have I been calling him Gary? I don't know, because he's irrelevant. But we do start the episode with him searching Abigail's locker because she has not showed up for community service. But he thinks he's found Coke instead of sherbet and i don't know why he would not pause and actually read and see what he has other than just making assumptions plus i have a feeling that it smelled because he put it a little close to his nose that it probably smelled very sweet he makes the gang responsible for her and making sure that she does show up for her community service Alex knows where the girl she left the bar with a few days ago stays and off they go with Jess telling Finn that the plan is to ring the doorbell and ask some questions. I don't know why you thought that wasn't the plan. They hear sounds and I don't know why moaning would be something that indicates that they need assistance, but it's their friend and they're constantly in danger. So sure. And I get to, or at least I got to enjoy that slow-mo when they bust through the door. I was like, oh shoot, look at them trying to be gangster. No one was in distress. They just interrupted an orgasm as Abby was giving coitus to her new squeeze named Laura. She tells the gang all the sex that she was having with men only made her feel more empty. But with Laura, she has found that connection jess is like big mystery solved you're a lesbian Greg asks finn if he and alex are still a thing he just calls him the big guy and finn denies that they were ever a thing he tells him he shouldn't have given up so easily and aggressively offers him half of a kit kat while also trying to court him abby and laura are approached by her ex rob they can't stop kissing each other and he spots it he apparently did not get a memo because it was never sent about the love affair because she got caught up apparently she wasn't a lesbian until she met abby and abby declares that she's in love vice versa as they seem to be drawn to each other when he grabs laura abby goes berserk beating the living shit out of him back at laura's she sees a childhood photo of her then a monkey and then has a flashback of two girls in a bed they are hiding from mr scary who hides underneath the bed mr scary is aka the boogeyman we find out laura is not freaked out about the fact that abby went ham on her boyfriend ex-boyfriend and he really had a right to be a little like what the fuck uh, she liked when she went psycho to protect her it made her feel safe 
just as the girls are getting it on she brings up mr scary which leads to more flashbacks and reveal that the only person that knew about mr scary aka the boogeyman what do they call it the bogeyman uh, was her imaginary friend named abby that the storm has brought to life Abby announces she's imaginary to everyone the next day and Rudy squeezes her breast which Rudy too admonishes him for as the girl is confused and upset never mind it's not a good look in front of Jess who he is in denial about liking Greg invites Finn to sit and listen to his musical recital forcibly making him sing a duet together and then he gets up and leaves Finn says, I have herpes. It's out there. Oh, no, he didn't. Rudy, too, tells Abby he knows what she's going through, being created himself and unsure of their agency or place in this world. And he admits that he took medication and sleeping pills, but it all bottled up until he found the support group and gives her the flyer if she wants somewhere to go and talk. And we really see that he's stepping into his own Rudy, too. Um... The person Rudy one hasn't been able to, you know, develop on his own. It's almost like without them merged, he can't, he's no longer this one person. He's two people now. And now whatever the other is lacking, the other needs to um, grow up in a little bit. Like I feel as if Rudy two is a little naive and I feel as if Rudy one needs to be a lot more responsible Finn doesn't know what to do about uh, Greg's infatuation with him while Jess and Rudy continue to make smiles at each other. Everyone is appalled that he ate the Kit Kat. Like, do not trust candy from strangers. Especially if it's a guy as creepy as Gary or Greg. (laughs) There I go again. Laura is going through childhood drawings and sees a photo of Scary and now it's manifested in the real abby goes to see her the next day but she's gotten back together with her ex and does not want to see her rob pushes her foot out of the doorway because why would you put your foot in somebody's doorway she then is obnoxious screaming out laura's name then climbing through her window and asks what is very obvious it's weird especially given the sexual angle that we went down before we realized what our relationship was to each other you are basically an extension and person of me that i made up and created but because she was created by abby you can't understand not wanting to be not needed you know she is her purpose so of course abby would freak out being told you know you gotta go and you can't see me anymore And while I do get Abby's pain, she also needs to understand English and stop being so fucking crazy and violent and grabbing scissors when you're trying to get into a tussle with Rob and then you end up cutting Laura in the process. Greg, off the clock and already hammered, makes his move on Finn with him saying, I'm not gay, I just look it. He stalks him up the stairs and Finn has to use his powers to knock him over the railing because he does not understand the word no and seemingly seemingly killing him 
Jess is like Alicia, the only one with an actual car to move the situations as he leaves her a voicemail, except the boys come in. <laughs> and it shouldn't have been so funny, but Alex sitting there co-signing. <laughs> it's hilarious because Finn's the worst. <laughs> so they're in like Finley, like what the fuck? And Alex being like, uh, he was like, this is guy, this is your guys' fault. He's like, mm, no, it's not, not even a little bit. <laughs> Depressed Abby goes to Rudy too, seeking a friend, but he's not there, and instead decides to commit suicide with a pill overdose. The boys ask if there are any last words as they bury Greg. And was they really just burying him under an overpass? They was like, fuck it. We don't even got time to hide <laughs> him far away from the crime scene. We, we don't even care if he's discovered. And all Finn says is thanks for the memories. Except he isn't dead. But Rudy panicked and struck him with the shovel. <laughs> which was also hilarious. So they push Finn in to check his pulse. Like, how the fuck did you not check his pulse? While Alex pops wheelies in the wheelchair and Rudy smokes a joint (laughs) with a straw hat on. Jess calls about the situation saying she found the situation, but they're like, no, we're sitting on the situation. What's your situation? Well, I thought I almost killed Greg when he came on to me. What's your situation? Abby overdose. Oh shit. Is she okay? yeah i mean i guess well we'll handle our situation you handle your situation so bye jess just forces her to vomit girl i would at least had a rag close by um they make it look like greg crashed his car in a drunk driving accident and rudy says should we get his cock out and alex is like is there any reason or you just think it needs a bit of airing and he's like for the comedy and he's like that's good enough for me except it's Jess' car and she is pissed <laughs> that they chose her car for him to crash into scary rob comes or scary not scary rob <laughs> scary terry comes for rob and i feel like he was never checked on the rest of the episode like fuck it he's dead <laughs> why would you smell your own chip tooth that is something no at least greg is officially over his thing for finn at the support group liam talks about how he wanted to get away from the bullies and people who kicked his ass around the estate but now that he can fly away he only feels more a coward rudy too is really stepping up cultivating you know the hero ideology within the support group Laura comes to speak with Abby with Rudy totally okay with them talking or doing anything else like fellatio in his bedroom or their bedrooms. And Jess is like, really? Like, just, you can't even contain yourself. So he makes a joke about poetry that makes her laugh. And since it's been forever since she actually laughed, she gets defensive with Finn's like, that was funny. Like, okay, I can laugh at stupid shit. I'm allowed to do that. Then she runs off to fix her car. He says he doesn't understand women the way in which he does not understand their vaginas. And Alex and <laughs> Rudy both look at him like, we don't understand you. 
abby sums it up perfectly talking to laura it's like meeting god and everything makes sense and then god telling you you're a cunt and to fuck off as the girls bond some more a threat lurks as during a we which who keeps saying we like i need to take a we that is not (laughs) i'm usually like i'm going to the bathroom you don't need to know what i'm doing in the bathroom i'm just going there scary appears to attack abby and then the girls meet up and then it attacks laura but abby kills him the next day she concludes that they can't actually be together or really hang out because it's weird and they are like family and things already went too far so abby finally has some peace with who she is and then liam saves rudy too from a mugging so he is on the hero's journey he just needs to find all the other people on the jumper pretty decent episode i really liked it i thought it was pretty strong it wasn't as nasty as they typically are um and uh you know the the greg stuff while over the top uh had some funny parts in it especially when they thought he was dead (laughs) so that's my take let's jump into the feedback Christina is I shy I want to first and foremost say happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there Um, it's always a special joyous day to be reminded of how amazing we women are Um, yeah so anyways um, on to this feedback I am here to discuss Misfits Season 5, Episode 3. This one was Enter Sandman. (laughs) Actually, I don't know the name of the episode. (laughs) Um, But it was about Scary. The big boogeyman. Um, So yeah. So we get, um, I get the answer to my curiosity from last episode with the Laura chick. Um, So, yeah. um, And for a minute there, I thought we were going to go down a dark and very uh, awkward road. But thankfully, we reined it in. And Abby was just the imaginary friend, not a sister, not a relative thank god um but yeah i thought that was unique um hadn't even thought of that so that would explain why she has no memory um because she's was she's really not a person up until the storm so that would explain why no one's looking for her so that was interesting um that we get the adult version of Laura's imaginary friend um and so that was um an awkward way of realizing that (laughs) at that moment but uh 
so yeah so they still were weirded out by it you know I guess they felt like kind of like sisters in a way she I don't know that's as long as they weren't sisters that's all that that was good for me um so yeah with Abby coming along and bringing up scary again this conjured up the actual scary person and he it kidnapped Dom or I guess killed Dom I don't know Dom disappeared that's all I know he gone so but that that was I you know I don't even comment on these weird type relationships where they love each other don't like each other next minute back to liking each other and all that good stuff it's just that's just part of that but I did think that was um a very interesting story um then we have Finn and the probation officer and for obviously for a minute there I was like oh no we did not just finally killed the probation officer it took a little over a season but nope this is the one that's gonna survive but finally Finn's powers worked in a way that I guess when he's completely freaked out his telekinesis uh, does its thing so but yeah he thought he killed the probation officer after he tried to come on to him and I quit my job and you're no longer on community service I'm like oh is that really how that works sir I don't think so um but hey I guess he fudged the books to say he completed it I I guess but yeah (laughs) um but so and of course it cracked me up when Alex and Rudy walk in and it's like and Alex is like no when Finn was trying to lay some of the blame on them, he's like, nope, not taking it. This is all you, dog. <laughs> it ain't that type of party for me. But, of course, they help him out with, you know, doing they do when they think they killed somebody is bury them somewhere. They picked a different spot this time. So I guess they're needing to share the love around the city. Um, of course, we see that, you know, Greg, is that what his name is, um, did not die. And of course, after that experience, he's no longer, uh, at least he's acting like he's no longer into Finn. Um, so that was a turn of events that thankfully happened. So hopefully we can continue on with that. And there's no more weirdness and strange and cringy scenes between the two of them then we have Rudy too and I will have to say now that they split up the Rudy's and there's more they're like completely split I like Rudy too Rudy one no Rudy two yes I am a fan of Rudy too so there's Jess Abby and you can add Rudy too to the mix um Yes, I can I can mess with Rudy too. And I love how he sat with Abby and talked to her about what it's like to 
be created by the storm and having to figure out your life, figure out who you are and um, and what to do going forward. I thought that was a great talk uh, with between the two of them. Um, so that was special. I'm not going to say too much about the uh, I already we already know that nobody calls um, we don't get police or hospital oh we do well they didn't get them involved they were already involved but you know I'm sorry but Abby overdosing I'm like uh, I think you should be calling an ambulance <laughs> getting an actual doctor because it shouldn't be that simple you getting her to throw up but okay we'll go with it um that's what this show is about is going with those types of things and so yeah um just help abby get through that situation and um abby's fine after that so after that brush with death she made a quick recovery and her and laura work things out just in time they get attacked by scary and then Abby slayed the demon um and um scary's gone but apparently they're gonna go their separate ways anyway because it's too weird to be lovers um so they're gonna stay friends so that was a nice little nice little ending to that and so then we have Rudy and Jess continuing to give googly eyes to each other and so that's um seems like that's gonna be a thing too so that's still something that's gonna have to play out at least they're not rushing it and you know making it something and then next you know it's really is developing into something so there's that then we got Rudy too um trying to figure out Sam Sam rescues him so that was nice so he really is a superhero um and um yeah so this was another decent episode um this you know so so far season five is a lot better than season four I will say that I'm definitely enjoying this season more than season four and if I could get through season four and then you know to get to season five I'm good to go with um, watching the rest of this season um so yeah um I'm really thinking this one is better um for sure so you were absolutely correct in saying that season five will be better um Yes, and Mimi's uh, feedback from episode one cracked me up. She was so done, and, you know. And she, of course, she had valid points because it's like it is. I just learned to just because the the idea of consent just went out the window in season one. I mean, we've been talking about consent and all that stuff since season one. Um, you know, look at what Alicia was doing with Kurt. You know, so. It, it yeah i mean they play loosey-goosey with consent on this show and 
all that good stuff and his British humor and I have you know if this if that would have happened in season one yes I would have been like oh my gosh this is crazy this is ridiculous but you know it's like I guess you where you go <laughs> you just you get I don't know what's the word for it you just go with it I is the best way to put it I guess I guess I've gotten used to the the type of humor this show has you know the going to the bath gotta always see somebody going to the bathroom issues of consent is wishy-washy um so yeah i guess that's why i can more laugh at it now than i would have earlier season so but i understand her uh saying deuces <laughs> it's crazy it was crazy but it did it does get better it has gotten better so um i'm gonna continue on because you know it's very entertaining on that note until next time much love peace and black on magic queen of the couch shy that was my queen shy with her thoughts on the episode happy mother's day to you as well queen and um i would have played you know mama once again but (laughs) i'll leave it for the um i don't know I put it in charm, so I felt like if I put it everywhere, then there'll be three podcasts that someone listened to where they'd be hearing Mama by Boys to Men. But uh, if you want to get some some uh, <laughs> some Boys to Men in your life, you can listen to the first five seconds of the Charm podcast. Um, when you said Into Sandman, I started laughing. I was like, oh, I forgot she hates scary stuff. <laughs> and yeah, they did do Rob Dirty. He was just gone. Like, nobody put up any signs, any any posters, nothing. Um, you know, it would have been really nice to see the women talk. Like, you saw that they were having a conversation, but it clearly was cut. And the fact that they cut that and left in people sitting in the toilet. Yeah, you, you kind of... Like, the one thing I will say about British TV, and this is just no lie, they're, they're a little misogynistic. Especially when it comes to the attention they pay to male relationships versus female relationships. They still need to work on that a lot because I've watched a lot of their TV and they definitely push aside the female aspect and not all shows definitely, but in a majority, especially of the popular ones, that's, uh, now it, granted this was, eh. I don't know if it's gotten that much better. I haven't watched anything recent, I will say, um, to know if it's really improved much. But it would have been really nice to see that conversation unfold between Jess and Abby because we haven't gotten a really female-on-female relationship in this show, in this um, new casting yet. And this is the perfect opportunity and they continue to just deny it. And And actually usually keep them rather confrontational. And I'm not a doctor, so I won't say, but it feels as if just knowing a few personal situations, not my own, but if you get to someone soon enough after they've taken the pills, um, you could get them to vomit and they would probably be okay. Um, I don't know when Jess got there, so I'm just tossing that as a possibility, but I get what you're saying. Like, I definitely would have been calling 911. And, um, 
what did i mean by this i do not know they do play <laughs> oh they do play fast and loose with um well, yeah with a lot of things on this show um yeah i mean i got all her points too they were all valid and i was like girl let it out <laughs> but at the same time there is a bit of a you know to enjoy the show the humor you know you kind of some of it, it it's really like okay this is just how they're playing fast and loose with a fictional world because in the end of the day it still is fictional right like if you make some really smutty nasty stuff it's it's fictional it's like you know what it kind of compares me more and it's live action but of a family guy type of thing right like if you ever are a fan of family guy um they're always being really they're like look at the neighbor that was a pedophile pedophilia is not something we really usually joke about but in the world of family guy it's funny now i don't know if mimi has watched family guy and if that's not your type of humor that's just not your type of humor but my offense level is very low my threshold (laughs) because i do in my mind separate it from especially if it's a comedy now if it was a drama that's a whole different but in comedy i think it's the one place where you can kind of draw you know talk it's not to say don't bring it up and it's not to be looked at but it is a place in which you can kind of scurve the line just a bit i wonder if she could watch rick and morty which i plan on doing a podcast on eventually uh because that show is fucking all of the crossing of the lines and i love it (laughs) one of my favorite shows because of it it will say the things that other people won't say and there's there's a there's a little bit of a delight and and morbid sense of humor there well that's all for this podcast if you want to send thoughts on the next episode blackocatch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share subscribe until next time peace hair grease black or magic <laughs>